Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I'm your host, Michael Shields, with my co-host, Brian Saxon. What's up, Brian? What's up, man? So, we are here today to talk about uh, not just uh, a film, but a book. About rabbits. We're we're here to talk about rabbits. And uh, we have someone with us today who wants to also talk about rabbits. We have uh, Alex Hoyt. Uh, What's up, Alex? Hey, Thanks for having me. It's Thanks. a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us. Um, this is part of a series we're kind of uh, going to get into where we bring people on the podcast who love a certain something, a certain film, or, and you know, get other people involved. And, and this, we're about to talk about Watership Down, which is uh, started out as a book by Richard Adams, and it's, it's a survival and adventure novel. It started out as by the English author Richard Adams, uh, set in the south of England, featuring a group of rabbits, as we were saying, and uh, they have their own culture, they have their own language, proverbs, poetry, mythology. Um, basically, it's just about a bunch of rabbits who are trying to escape from uh, their warren that's about to be destroyed. So there was a film. What, do you, Brian, do you know what year that was? Uh, the film was like 1978. Was it 78? Yeah, I think the right. book was 72, yep. and the film was 78. Yep. Yeah. And recently, so Netflix put out a, a limited series, which is uh, four episodes, like four like yeah. 15 minute episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the reason why I wanted to talk about this one uh, and why I wanted to have Alex on, Alex is an old friend of mine, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Definitely, I remember watching Watership Down as a child, the original, yeah. and it was haunting. I fucking loved it, but it is one of the most violent, uh, the most violent cartoons for kids because it was for kids. Um, so I, I need to say this first: like I'm a noob. Yeah, like, I did everything this week. I didn't even know about this, which is crazy. I loved Secret of Nim. Like I love this type of fiction. Yeah. Like it just. It, like, when Brian hit me up, he's like, you see Watership Down? I'm like, what's Watership Down? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this, yeah. So I'm a noob. And Did so you do I, the classic, is that a naval uh, story? Is that a story about a submarine or a battleship? That's well, what most people say when you say, yeah, when you, you say ever Watership read Down. or seen Watership Down. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, so, I mean, I, honestly, I've been just watching rabbits all yeah. week and just, like, like kind of getting my head around. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's it, such a cool story, but you're but, right. But I, but I remember watching it as a kid, and uh, it's super violent. For yeah. I hope that people listen to this episode that haven't seen any of them, and it gets them to watch these, because I don't think a lot of adults know about them, uh, about the series. I don't know, like, what adults now are having their kids watch the mm. Netflix series, it's kind of falls in this weird category of it's kind of an adult story yeah. with adult themes, but it's targeted towards children. It definitely was originally targeted towards children. Uh, yes and no, from what I can see. I mean, this book, if you read it, and I just read it, and it's beautiful. Right. It's a really beautiful written yeah. book, and it is written in the way that it's... that That's kind of like the weird... It's written the way you would write a book for adults. Exactly. And it falls into a very unique kind of a situation because, and this is one of the reasons why it was so hard for him to get it published initially, is that uh, most most publishers passed on it because they thought that uh, the children wouldn't be able to follow along yep. because it was written for the way an adult book is written. And adults wouldn't read it because adults tend to find, you know, bunnies... Yeah. Silly and babyish, yeah. and so it was really hard for this guy to get the book. He was published. having a hard time. He was he was pushing yeah. it out a lot of publishers, and they right. were saying exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So it's it, I, Guillermo del Toro, the filmmaker Guillermo del Toro, genius. Uh, it's a huge story for him. It's one of the most oh, important really? ones in his life. Yeah, and what he attributes it to is like it, the bullseye for this is kind of the transition from child to adult. When he was, I think maybe thirteen, something like that, he was saying, "This is when this is the perfect time for this story mm. because you're able to process an adult-written book." But at the same time, the idea of uh, having a world that isn't separate from yours, but it already exists mm. in yours—the veil is pulled back yep. from a world that is already around mm-hmm. you, right beneath your feet—that kind of still taps into like the part of you that is. Uh, you're transitioning out of that part where, like, the, the lower part of the world is still relevant for you. When you're yeah. a child, what's down low on the ground is super relevant. When you're yeah. an adult, you don't even notice that yeah. stuff, yeah. you know? So uh, I think that's where this story kind of falls in. And that's why some people, it's hard for them to process it. Yeah. Some people just can't get past the fact of, like, why are these rabbits talking? And why yeah. are they clawing each a- other to anthro- death? And anthro- Anthropomorphized yeah. is yeah. the word. But yeah, well, right. it is a unique way in which they do it. Because they sure. are, he made sure... That he actually was just like the Jungle Book, where exactly. they won't do anything a rabbit wouldn't do, besides talking. I mean, they, right. they sure. talk, but anything else physical, right. they won't. Oh, it's all just as a rabbit is. Mm-hmm. They don't wear clothes. Yep. They don't. You it's know, not Peter Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not the Wind in the Willows. Yep. It's not the Secret of Nim. It's them moving and doing things the way a rabbit. Would, but actually, they're still talking to each other, and there's human characteristics to the way they think. Who was it? Which, society. He, was, uh, he sought the advice of British naturalist uh, Ronald Lockley, who had a book about rabbit, rabbits, and he like, was act- actively like, working on making sure everything was right. Was accurate to the accurate. way that they exist. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. yeah and that's what I thought was so cool. Like I said, I, I kind of did a crash course on this. It really brings you into, uh, you know, I what like a rabbit would be feeling like 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 the paranoia like they they're always like looking around like you really felt that like especially with Fiverr yeah who uh, you know is is the you know the person who's like the seer 
the seer who right. knows what's going that, on. That's one of the things for me. Whenever I try to tell people about what it's like for the to read this book, one of the great attributes of it for me is that when by the time you're done, you kind of can't step out the door of your house or your apartment without yeah. checking the sky for a, a huge hawk or looking around yeah. for a fox. Yeah. You know, like it really puts you into the mindset. I thought both the film and the Netflix series did a good job of making sure, like they're always like. <laughs> Yeah. Everywhere you're going, because they're sniffing and just making sure. Uh, super skittish. Super skittish. Like, yeah. well, I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was fucked up. The it starts out like there's this serious mythology, and there's this god, right? Uh, I, I don't know what it's called. The uh, sun. The, the sun, sun is Frith. Lord Frith. That's Lord Frith. The, that's God. So he's the god. one god. I'm just yeah. I'm yeah. Call it God. So he basically says he's he's just like he's he's like um, all the world will be after you, killing yeah. you. I mean, fuck you, God. First yeah. off, like, like, he was, like, he set everything against these rabbits. But he gave them... But, like... Yeah. Well, because they, they, they procreate so well. So Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. so they... They're, they were the strongest people in the world, according to their legend. Okay. And they procreate so well that their people, like, took over, basically. Yeah. Were eating everything, and everybody else was suffering. And so, in order to control their population, he gave teeth and claws and silent feet and great cunning and speed and the the desire to hunt and mm. kill and eat the rabbits yeah and that's Do where the, the yeah to everything like else. and yeah. so as far as they're concerned all the world is their enemy yeah yeah and that's why their 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 deity their fictional hero the robin hood is the prince with a thousand enemies oh, wow. and they all see themselves as him to a certain degree el Herrera. yeah how cool is that i mean like yeah. this is like this huge concept that that you just spoke on so eloquently like you know he came up with it just for his daughters yeah yeah he was just driving cars driving like, them I, to school i, I yeah. have a, a seven-year-old who his uh, daughters told him to write it yeah, yeah exactly which he didn't want to do because he wasn't he, he wasn't a writer he wasn't a writer, was a writer. Yeah. uh my, my daughter always she we're walking around and and she's similar this actually resonated with me she's always like dad tell me a story and i'll you know i'll just start telling her something like i'll Start talking about sure. Ant-Man, Ant-Man or something. And yeah. she's like, oh, I know. You know like, and sometimes but, uh, you spit just, hot fire, right? Sometimes yeah, exactly. I'm like, damn, that was good. Someone, I need to remember that. Exactly. Of course, and that's you know, what happened yeah. here. Where yeah. He's just like, I guess he said, uh, in the book, which I just read, I, it's beautiful. Like, they, they really, spend so yeah, much time yeah. with like the scenery and everything. It's, it's gorgeous. I, I love it. But uh, the foreword is by him, and he's just talking about it. Like, the foreword of a book is more important than I've ever imagined. I, I, like, a lot of people, when they yeah. recommend books to me now, they're like, you got to get the one with the foreword written sure. by it. And, like, I never really, like, I, I'm just getting that now, how important that is. But with this one, he, like, conceptualizes the whole thing, and it was the, this long drive. And he just had to think of a story. And he, uh, he started out, what, I, I wrote it down. Oh. He, he, he began improvising right away and the, and the first thing that came to him once upon a time there were two rabbits called ha- Hazel and Fiber and then he was off but he based them on people that that yeah, I mean right. Fiber well, Fiber's actually Fiber's not a, based on people. a Greek mythical character a seer etc um, in, in some ways you could say also like Athena you know with okay. Odysseus the same kind of thing mm-hmm. like if, if Athena says Odysseus you can go do that then he's like, cool, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. And that's kind of, to a certain degree, what Fiverr is. Yeah. Fiverr is a sounding board of, of safety or danger yep. for, for Hazel, which but is huge. But isn't it the, the Trojan uh, story of Cassandra where right. yeah. he, uh, she was cursed to only tell the truth but never be believed? Yeah, that, that's no, who I'm he did base it on. Yeah, that's okay, who, okay, yes, cool. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. That's exactly right. And then 
um, Hazel was based on like uh, uh, one of his officers in the war that like right. he, with, his commander, great, his commanding was it, officer, was his commander. Yeah, yeah. But you guys have seen Band of Brothers, right? Well, of course, I've, many times. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would have thrown multiple, really an, multiple an exquisite times. piece of work. And really. I mean, uh, Dick Winters is the man, and I, I, I very so Hazel esque. Very, I thought of Hazel yeah. all the. I mean, Dick Winters every time mm-hmm. when I was thinking about Hazel. Yeah. yeah. They so really, was, they really drill it through in the Netflix series too, um, about you know they really question why he's the leader. All the la- they, they they really drill it home in in that series. Um, why is he the leader? You're not stronger than Big Wig. Yeah. You're not faster than this one. You're not as you're, smart as this one. Yeah. You're not as fast so as what, Dandelion. You're not as smart as Blackberry. Right. Why, so why are we listening to you? Yeah. Why are you telling us what to do? Right. And. The leader like sees in everybody the good in everybody yeah. and knows how to bring everyone together and get through these situations. Yeah, right. winners did that in Band of Brothers. Yep, uh, Hazel does that. That's the reason why Hazel is the leader of his Alzheimer's. Who's that dude from uh, Friends uh, who is in Band of Brothers? Uh, you know, oh, Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Yeah, Schwimmer. he plays, Schwimmer. He he plays Sobel. Yeah, Sobel. He took Sobel, over as the leader, and you could see how bad a leader was right. relative to Dick Winters. You know, I can't believe In fairness to Sobel, though, Sobel made them the toughest sons of bitches in that training True. camp. Yep. And he was perfect for yeah, getting them. And also, he, like, he they even said it, like, he's united. They hate him so much, they're all united together now. They're against all united him. against him. Yep. Now, once it's time to go into combat, he is the exact wrong person to have as a yeah. leader. That's when you need a Hazel. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> or winners. Or winners, right. I can't believe you remember David Schwimmer's character's name I love in it. Band of Brothers. That's why yeah. Well, you know, yeah. That, I love Band of Brothers. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's kind of Watership-esque. There's a lot of elements oh, that are similar in those. Absolutely. You know? um, so Kihar the, uh, was based on a Norwegian resistance fighter... Um, that he met and Kihar the Seagull. Big Wig was based on an officer he knew was a hell of a fighter, but uh, he was at his best when he told him exactly what to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big Wig is is like the brawler, the warrior, and for, like I think he says in the book, perplexity to Big Wig is worse than danger. Yeah. And when he became perplexed, he got angry. Yeah. And then he couldn't think. Yes. And Hazel like constantly found ways to keep Big Wig from bullying people. Yep. Which was something he wasn't going to allow in their new society. Yep. Mm. Um, and he, you know, he, he uses things like wily courtesy mm. and cunning. That's mm. Hazel's main attribute is cunning. And the the key biggest foundation of all of rabbit culture, they are the print. They are they have all the world is their enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever they catch you, they will kill you. Mm-hmm. But first, they must catch you. Mm. Digger, runner, listener, mm-hmm. prince with a swift warning. Be cunning and full of tricks. And your people will never be destroyed. Hazel is the trickster. Yeah. Mm. He's the one who always figures that out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even if Blackberry understands physics and Hazel sees how important it is to have a scientist, which everybody should, you know, probably believe but in that. Blackberry's the one that like knows that the wood floats. Right. He's yeah. the one who has that that super high intellect and scientific yeah. mind, yeah. you know. Yeah, what a what a great trick. We yeah. should keep that should, yeah. keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Um Hazel like can't see stuff like that, but he always has ways of like outthinking yeah. other opponents, yeah. and he knows how to put people to use. Yeah, and build people up. You know, he also believed Fiverr. You know, he really right. like that was that was the thing that yeah, me. I'm a noob, uh, noob on this whole thing. But the thing that I was really drawn to was how much he believed him right off the bat. He took him to the leader, 
and just like like you've been right, you've always been right, and just there was something so endearing to me yeah. about that. And um, nobody else did. No one. Um, and it wasn't even even when they're before they make it to Watership Down, when they're kind of going through that journey to get there. All of them want to bail, and it isn't until Holly comes back. And who's the other one with Holly that makes in, that, in, that in escape, the books? That it's uh, Bluebell. Yeah. It isn't until they come escaping the the prophesized um, Doom. slaughter mm. of of man. Yeah. Always yeah. the <laughs> always the uh, oh, animal. Yeah. Man like is Disney enemy movie. numero uno yeah. for rabbits. The worst. Um, but not their cars. I really appreciate it, and they all address it in the yeah. book. The thing when they're like they're like check this out. The yeah. car's not going to chase you. Yeah, just, it's a unique like, relationship for them. Yeah, yeah. They were just like noticing that they. I liked how they saw the car as an animal but this is the way the animal acts right yeah. if you don't get in its way it won't come after you it won't you. harm you it's not Elil it's yeah. not one of the enemies but you seem to have a really good grasp Alex on the book movie and series can I ask you what are like the differences like where like which one in your opinion is like the truest like between the movie and the series like which kept it most real any thoughts on that well I I I would I would definitely say the original film, okay. 1978, is is I think better than the Netflix series. Mm. Um, yeah, I and I, I do want to say I do I do give a thumbs up to the Netflix series. I do, yeah. but I do think the film is better. I think it's more true. I think that the Netflix series was very um, wary of having the blood and the gore and like the psychedelic depressive aspects mm. of it and all that that the first one had that caused a lot of trouble and probably cost. Some investors, some money. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the British Board of Film Classification is still receiving complaints about this movie <laughs> for, <laughs> to this day. four decades after its release due to the board's decision to classify it, uh, you, suitable for all. Uh, the, B- well, yeah, the BDFC. That, is, that, is that the rating system? That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How about, like, I was, I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't think it's suitable for my year and a half old daughter, you I, know what I mean? But I, I have a seven-year-old, and I was, like, going to watch it, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch this Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like, don't know how it's... She could watch it, but... I mean, I don't know how it's... I don't know how old I was when I watched it. I don't know... I was pretty young. I was yeah. pretty young, too. But I, I was though, mesmerized like, by I, it. It didn't horrify me as yeah. much as, like, it just it, drew me in, and I was, I was attracted to the horror of it and yeah, the, the violence yeah. and the... The psychedelic kind of depressive aspects of it, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's psych- like, like Brian, I was haunted by it, but in a good yeah. way. Yeah, uh, I just I remember think about Big Wig when he was um, choked out by the like by whatever the snare, thing. and like they they just put blood all yeah. over his lips, and it was this glowing foaming, blood. I, I mean, I'm forty out of years mouth, old, and yeah. I was like, that's creeping me out. Well, yeah. well my my biggest one uh, from the original film as a child that stuck in my mind, and definitely my favorite scene. Um, and also the most like haunting, I would say, because it wasn't like terrifying, but it was definitely haunting. Was when the final fight in the burrow with Wound War and Bigwig, when Bigwig comes up from out of the ground, and it's so claustrophobic. The yeah. the, the ground is falling in around them. Right. There's a lot of blood. Bigwig can't fucking beat him, but he's still like it's a fight to the death. Right. Um, all this other shit is going around, and they keep cutting back to that sequence. And uh, it's so well done. Yeah. And it's so, like, terrifying as a child, but still, like, exhilarating. Um, but you're right. We were talking about this before we started recording about how these, like, especially the original, it's a fucking horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to go that way. Because it, it, I mean, and I hear a lot of people talking about it now that they're reviewing it. 
like think about the time where they go to that where they meet that like group of rabbits who has like the Baron Warren where they have rooms they have like a lot yeah. of space cowslips Warren yeah. it was that yeah so much but uh it's so eerie they won't answer their questions like when they ask like why are there rooms here yeah. they're just like it it reminds me so much of a horror movie like they're just like right. Everyone should go to bed now. And then, like, they're walking around, like, what's going on yeah. here? Come in, make yourself yeah. comfortable. Yeah. They, most, most, most of them have food. Most of them are yeah. like, this is we, great. We can live like kings. We so. have everything you could want here. Yeah. Which, you know, I, it's, a lot of people try to dissect the whole cowslips warren thing. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit unique to the story because I think the rest of the story is a little bit more straightforward. Yes. You have the enemy that is man, and you have all the other animals that prey on them, and then you have the fact that they go to war eventually with a way greater military power, mm-hmm. uh, which is a dictatorship and mm-hmm. very tyrannical. But Cowslips Warren is kind of uh, this altogether separate thing, and I, it may just fall into the classic um, story of if it's too good to be true, it is. Yeah. it's not, yeah. Fiber it's bad, you know what I mean? And the only one who could see it was Fiverr. They have yeah. Flayra, you know, I, they have carrots and lettuce left out for them. And they have plenty of empty burrows. All the rabbits there look amazing. They're mm. all huge and mm. stunning. And they're like, wow, this place is great. And they're saying we can stay. That's when you need to get out. Yeah. Get yeah. the hell out because there's know, something up. You know what struck me? Uh, you know what struck me with the, ne- with the yeah. Netflix the Netflix show? is they re- I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if they did this in the original, but I really got the sense that they were driving home the, uh, a... This is symbolism for a religious cult. There's like the scene with like, let's sh- we're going to show you these gems that we yeah, have. Like, and right. then we're going to pray together. Yeah. And they have like these mantras yeah, that yeah, they, they keep they, repeating. Yeah. They and it's just like, this shape. is all great. Yeah. And when it's time for someone to go, like we all praise that they go. Like yeah. it is very, very cult-like. They kid themselves into believing that death is somehow a good thing. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I'm glad we're speaking on that because actually I didn't even understand when I was first watching it, and that's what made, that's what like it felt like a horror movie. Like I like was piecing like the pieces of the puzzle together. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, yeah. why is it too good to be true? What's going on? Like, what's it? and that that was cool. And you're right, it was so divergent from like the regular straightforward like adventure. Yeah, yeah that that kind of makes it feel a little bit more like a classical myth from Greek mythology or something yeah. like that. You know, the yeah. whole like. Anything that's made of gold and has mm-hmm. tons of doughs for you to mate with, it's like you should get out of there. You, should get you know, I mean, and I think part of it also is the the whole classic like, if you don't have anything keeping you honest, if you don't have anything making you fear for your life, and everything is set for you, and you can just sit back and become a fat bastard, yeah. there is there is great turmoil turmoil in that. Yeah, you don't want that. You yeah. want things to keep you hungry, like mm-hmm. societies that like completely succeed. They stop innovating. Yeah, you know what I mean because they have everything provided yeah. for them, and they become. Exactly. We're, we're living in one. You know, yeah, we're living. Yeah. Exactly. Why yeah. is it we, we're the most advanced culture that's ever existed on this planet? Yet we have higher rates of that's depression, awesome. suicide, yeah. anxiety. Yeah, yeah, than exactly. Ever before. Right. Exactly. Because we too much complacency, too much like things we, that are given to we've you. We've become because. in such a short amount of time so far removed from when we were Neanderthals, yeah. when we were monkeys, uh, when we were Australopithecus, mm-hmm. when. I don't know we were rabbits or yeah, whatever right. like whatever yeah. everything that is on this planet most of them are still in that fight or flight mode yeah. uh, most of them are still like struggling to Absolutely. to to eat and to feed their young 
human beings, especially in developed nations. Yeah, first world. Yeah. First world. Yeah. I mean, they fucking just have everything at a snap of a yeah. finger. There is no struggle. And when there's no immediate struggle, your brain begins to create one. Yeah. They, right. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. its own yeah. struggles. Absolutely. If you're not... I can't help but thinking of like a kid just in his basement playing video games all day just right. everything given to him like, eating Cheetos where is his mind going to go yeah. it's not right. he, he's so far removed from like having to do the things that humans have normally done yeah. right yeah. So, like you said Brian yeah man your own thing yeah um, I always thought it was funny when they meet like the like the leaders they're like they're like a fat old rabbit like eating you, you guys see Taboo with Tom Hardy, did you guys watch? that? I watched like I, that was a, that was one series that I got like eight episodes in. Yeah, and Tom's for some class, reason, I'll, I'll do it. It's really Tom. well done. Yeah, yeah. But like, so like a lot of leaders, I and, have like, a it's, use and, for you. Yeah, I have a use for you. Uh, they just like, and it, it, I didn't. I don't know why I went to Taboo. It could be Game of Thrones, whatever. Just like the leader with like all the wine and like the gout yeah. and everything. So like they, <laughs> yeah. they, they have these the leaders like. Or yeah. always sitting there, like in their warren, just like chewing and fat and like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering if you guys, like, because I'm trying, I'm still like processing this. I just, I, huge crash, crash course in Watership Down. But for the record, we said we could do the Netflix series, or we could do the. We could just do the Netflix series, and Mike was just like, "No, I'm doing the book. I'm, I'm not doing the original this, movie. I'm not coming to this microphone without doing, doing everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's like right? I just finished everything. But uh, a lot of respect, a lot yeah. of respect for that. Well, I mean, come on, we, this is what we do. We have to do it right. We have to. I'm not gonna like come here and just talk about something I haven't seen. Right. Like, right. That's yeah. not. That's not. But I'm sure all the listeners appreciate that. Yes, that's <laughs> this for you people. But I was wondering if is Adams going for any sort of. Um, is there social commentary here? Like, it's like, like, cause I remember you mentioned dictatorship. I, I think so. Absolutely. And, yeah. and he plays the whole game of like, I just want everybody to know that this isn't a metaphor or an allegory or yes. anything like this is just yes. simply a story about rabbits that. that I invented while I was driving my little daughters to school. That's what he said. He, he said it is simply the story of rabbits made up and told in a car. The, but this is a, this is a guy. I don't who, buy that shit. This either. is a guy who fought. Like in the war against one of the all-time, you know, great tyrannies, and and there's no way that he doesn't have an opinion about how society should be run. Right. E- even like during the conflict with Ephrathah, the dictatorship that the Watership Down rabbits go up against, there are moments where like the Watership rabbits, Hazel and Bigwig, will acknowledge in their mind they'll say, "Wow, there is something to be said for the way that they do things mm. to a certain degree, for their discipline and the yeah. way that they approach safety and all that." Just We'll try to like incorporate some of that, but we're never going to do it at the freedom, like at the cost of the freedom of our rabbits, and turn them basically into prisoners in a society where they have no say over their own lives. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like he's—I think he's constantly making a point about yeah. like, the—you know—he's not saying you have to walk a super specific path. He's just saying like, you know, let's be reasonable in how we govern our societies. Mm-hmm. Let's not get out of control anywhere. There's yeah. also yeah. obviously environmental issues as well. In what way? Um, well, I mean, the whole reason why the rabbits have to move is because yeah. man is coming to dis- coming to mm-hmm. build. Yeah. And uh, ironically enough, the watershed, the area where the actual watership down. Right. It's all is, based on a real place. Yeah. After the book came out years later, they were going to build on that plot of land, and Adams was like very outspoken against. Yeah, you can't, well, you can't build on this. The place. Sandalford Warren, the Warren that they leave, where right, they right, come right. from. 
they ended up, yeah, building a development there. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Which is why, yeah. which is why unchecked. So maybe he's Fiverr. I was, I was just about to say the same thing. Which he's is what unchecked, yeah. unchecked capitalism does. Yeah. I mean, you know what it, you know what it is? Is he like thinking in his mind when he's writing all this, like all these metaphors for, for life, or is it just probably story? Not, probably not. But I he's mean, telling a story of what he spe- sees the world as. It's like a, like a comedian when he's just like telling jokes and just like all yeah. of a sudden those part jokes of that is just imagine what it would be like yeah. if you were a rabbit in a hole and all of a sudden they started bulldozing your home. Yeah. Yeah. Like think about how rif- horrific that would be to be trapped down underground with all of your. Your family and your community members, and all of a sudden, your ground is being destroyed amongst you. You try to run out of your hole, and it's blocked with dead bodies. Think about how to horrible how that would fucking be. Fucking sick this movie is. At some point, when he comes and they find out that that happened, do you remember the visuals? They show like they show like a bunch of rabbits, kind of like getting compressed into yeah, like yeah. like yeah. it's creepy. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, when Holly makes it out, yeah. Holly has yeah. to dig his way out. He yeah. said they were like clawing at each other. Right. Clawing it's, through each other. Yeah. Through each other. Yeah. yeah. It's giving me goosebumps just thinking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, you know, he was, I, you know, because he made some comments too. Like, he was not like a super, like, ultra green guy. Yeah. Like, everybody got mad when they, um, when they actually gassed a population of rabbits on the actual watership down years later, Wait, and he what? didn't, and he didn't <coughs> speak against it, because and they, apparently they were saying there was just such a healthy rabbit population there, it was starting to like affect the structural integrity uh, of the down or <laughs> wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. They gassed rabbits at watership, at watership down, down, like in the nineties. Yeah, I'm laughing. And just people were really mad, and like he even made a point one time of saying, if a rabbit, if I caught a rabbit in my garden, I'd shoot it. Yeah, you know, and I I think he comes that off most as pragmatic us, to me. I mean, it's, not, right. it's the same thing with deer populations in the U.S. I exactly, mean, we've taken we've taken natural predators out of most environments, yeah. and we've allowed other species to thrive. And when you're not taking care of, when yeah. one species isn't taking care of another species, and it goes unchecked, it's just fucking it throws mayhem. things out of whack. Yeah, throws things out of whack, and that's the need for hunting. And I I think that he he was not. Like an extremist in any one direction. Yeah. Once again, he's like, "Let's just be reasonable here, shall we?" You know, <laughs> is that and, Adams? I like it. Yeah, and uh, just kind of, it's just like, let's not build too much. Let's mm-hmm. not just build willy nilly. But at the same time, it wasn't like we must save every rabbit. And like he's just like, come on now. He's not going to be that kind of a guy. Yeah. Which uh, I think a lot of people can identify with, and none of us want anything to have a horrible death like that, or at least I would assume most yeah. of us listeners, but. Um, yeah, he's kind of that, you know, reasonable chap, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah he comes off very pragma- pragmatic in a lot of ways. Hey, real quick, I uh, just want to mention that uh, Welcome to the Party Pal is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Osiris is a community of podcasts that uh, bring you live events, podcasts, uh, a whole lot of other things. Go to OsirisPod.com and check out what they got. I was, uh, last night, You can also follow us on Instagram and and Twitter. Yes. Instagram at at Welcome to the Party Pal Podcast, Twitter at at To to the the Party Party Pal. Pal. Last night, uh, I was going to see, I was going to see a musician, um, uh, I was going to see this band, Star Kitchen. And on the way there, I was, I, I was able to tune into an Osiris podcast, um, it's called the Sound Podcast, and actually listen on the way there to Mark Brownstein, the the bassist, the guy the guy who runs that uh, band, uh, like hear all about it on the way to the band, which was awesome to hear. 
And I, and I was thinking, like, how cool it is that Osiris has all these podcasts where you can, like, you know, learn more about the music on the way to see him. But I was thinking about our podcast, Brian, where ours is kind of in the same way, but on the other way, where after you see a film or television show, you come here yeah. and check us yeah. out. So that was really cool. And you should check out the Sound Podcast. I, it's, it's, Ira talks to, like, awesome, awesome people. So, so they try to drop it before... Before no, no, that just that was that was just six. I just oh, I just scrolled through because I talked to all kinds of people, but I was like, I'm going to see this band. Yeah, and like, I was like, yeah. So yeah. It, it set me, set me up real real nice. So OsirisPod.com. So what else? Uh, what what am I, what am I missing? Because like I said, I, like I am a noob. Like, what is there any like other poignant takeaways? Because I mean, I mean, we could we could talk about the differences between the original. We, we could steer clear of the book and just talk yeah. about the, the Netflix series. Netflix series um, had a great cast. It had I, a great it, cast. and It did. I would have made a few different dream cast decisions if I could kind have, of. but uh, sure. Uh, well, I mean, were you... Well, I was just going to say, um, we should probably discuss... I mean, first of all, this was like the budget... That Beast and Professor X from the new class of the X-Men were reunited. Right, reunited, yeah. <laughs> um, this was a... Uh, he's great, by the way. Have you seen the favorite? Not yet. Not uh, yet. Like but he's, 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 he's going to blow up. Who's this? I, Holt? Holt? Yeah, Holt. Yeah, I thought he was a great fiver. Really he was did. great. He played yeah. fiver in this. Or, or, or yeah, he's, he's going to be playing J.R.R. Tolkien, yeah, who was a, Tolkien. a huge yep. influential writer for Richard Adams. Sure. Richard Adams, yeah. yeah. And... Everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's all tied. You know, let, I would like to give a shout out to Doing? England right now yeah. for all the many gifts they've Thank you. they've contributed to literature, motion picture, stage. You know, colonialism, from, <laughs> <laughs> beer, uh, uh, disgruntled soccer fans, rock, no. rock and roll. But I mean, from Agatha Christie and and Agatha Christie and Billy Shakespeare to yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch and yeah. Amelia Clark. Thank well, you, England. I, Jolly good I work. I look at the map like of the world, and then I look at England, and it's small. And the the cultural like significance of what they've given us is crazy. That's and, why and they they had less money and people than their like biggest rivals, Spain and France. Mm-hmm. You know, when a lot of stuff kind of was decided mm-hmm. how they did it I still don't really know yeah. you know that was a strong shout out I, I appreciate that obviously. yeah <laughs> hey England deserves it bless um, you but uh, but just in terms of the new Netflix series yep. I mean they got like or BBC rather because it was BBC before right yeah before Netflix, Netflix just kind of was like, it was, we'll a, B- come it was a BBC series okay yeah. Brian, Brian saying that because I looked up funny I didn't know that yeah, yeah. Um, which that's how Netflix do now yeah, right? yeah. they just snatch that <laughs> shit up spend a little yeah, money, money in co my, daughter, yeah. my daughter's funny like she's onto it she's like the other day we were, we were eating and she's like dad do you know that even when it says Netflix original it's not always a Netflix original yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like that's yeah. my girl that's yeah. yeah. my girl yeah but so but so I mean they got 20 million the budget was like 20 million pounds or something for the Speak new English, sir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know this. Um, they, they got a lot of high-profile actors for that. I mean, granted, I'm assuming they, they must demand less money when they have to come into the studio Just and talk into a mic for a day. But, but, so, but you know. So one still, of, but, great, great, great actors. High-level cast. So yeah. one of the things that we should discuss is uh, the actual like visual aesthetic of it. Um, because you and I, I, I texted yeah. you, we were texting each other when it came out <laughs> mm. because we were both 
We were both ready for it, ready for the show yeah. to come out. Very excited. Because we've, we've been fans of the original movie for years. Mm-hmm. You turned me on to the book after yeah. I had seen the movie. Hell um, So we were both looking forward to it. I thought I thought the the BBC slash Netflix series is great. Like I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought they did a great job of telling the story the way the original story was. Um, I felt both. Just I want you to keep going, but I felt both the uh, movie and the Netflix series kept it really real. They did. They, they the captured the spirit. Yeah. yeah, they made all sorts yeah. of little changes, each one of them or whatever. Yeah, but that, they captured the spirit yeah. definitely. That being said, one of the comments. One of the criticisms that you had just to me, like going back and forth originally, was the, the the choice of animation where you said that it looked, it almost looks like it's cheap, like they cheaped out on some of the action. Yeah, scenes. well, I'm, I'm I, just confused. Well, I feel like in this day, we all saw the Jungle Book that Favreau did, right? Yeah. Where they have King Louie, the orangutan, looks like a real orangutan, and at the same time, looks kind of like Christopher Walken. <laughs> I uh, I don't know how they pulled that off. So and then you watch this one and it's kind of I've like I've never what thought about these kind of Okay, so I have I have a theory on on Felt why dark. I, I have a theory on why it looks the way it looks. I feel like they were trying to create a almost um, stop motion type of look the way I don't know maybe like a fantastic Mr. Fox type thing, except within the CGI CGI. world. Like, not clean, kind of more like a throwback to a a different time of storytelling with animation, except bringing it into the present with CGI. That's why it kind of like has that stuttery look. That's why it has a choppy look. I think they could have definitely, for sure, done it the way everything else looks. I think this was an aesthetic choice that they made to make it look the way they did. I don't think it was like, we don't have enough money, so we got to cut corners by yeah. losing a couple fucking frames and different shots so that it looks like staccato. Ooh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not... I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know yeah. what to you were, think you were of not the by it. No, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, I read one person, one columnist wrote that it, when... Like, a, a still shot here and there looks great, but yeah. when things are really moving, it, yeah. they said it looks like a 90s CD-ROM game. Mm-hmm. And I, and I feel like that's a kind of accurate way to describe yeah. it. It's a, weird, it's a weird look, I mean, especially in today's, like, animation and, and things are really moving. Like, I feel like one thing Netflix did is, like, kind of, like, it feels like, like an adventure. Like, it's, like, moving a lot. Like, there's not many down points. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Spider-Verse. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's amazing. It's amazing. But one thing they wanted to do is so if you stopped it at any point, that would just be an amazing print. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I think you were saying, Brian, that that's not the case here. Where... Yeah, but I thought it worked. Okay. Um, I liked it. I, I, thought I it was, liked I thought it because it was, I, I thought it was a little dark. I, li- I liked Do you know I, what I mean? Like, I liked it's it. like Ozark. Ozark <laughs> Why feels is everything blue? blue. Why is everything so fucking blue? I felt like at times, even though I know we're watching at night, it's just like they're at night, but like, it's just like at times I'm like, I'm yeah. getting a hold, get my glasses, but like, I was like, I, I don't know. I dug it. One of the other, I mean, this is separate. I dug it. This is sure. separate from the look uh, of the, the BBC series, but. <laughs> I what, love how you're, what, you're sticking to the BBC. Yeah, <laughs> you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Right. I mean, they made it. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why I meant it. I love they, it. Uh, what they also did with the new one is where the old one is this kind of like horror tale. It's this. Um, 
A horror movie slash psychedelic haunting nightmare, super violent, super bloody. What I think the direction that they went in the BBC, the newer one, is straightforward, uh, kind of like you were saying, adventure, way more thriller action type. That, the I felt the, like the, action, the yep. scenes, any scene where shit went down, where they're like, we need, we're we're escaping this. The Alzla, the original Alzla, and we have to jump to the, we have to jump right. to the raft. Like yeah. that was all done so like incrementally, like more suspenseful and more yeah, suspenseful. There, there, it was they more nailed- of a like run for it kind of a, you know, with the Corval at the uh, old church, the abandoned church, mm-hmm. that you know Danny Lyon leads them away, and, and that's his contribution. But then Bigwig comes up and saves Danny Lyon and kills yeah. that Corval and sends yeah. them running. I will say this though, <laughs> they, 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 they use, Alex. just use that, uh, just use that as like a, a quick soundbite. That's a, yes, because that was that was a very nerdy sentence. Oh, that, yeah. I, I've got more in my in my satchel, guys. The microphones, right? Yes. Um, but I, I will say this: there is this kind of trend lately where they have people trying to run away from an enemy, and somehow water, like they can get away on water, but the enemy can't. Like I don't oh, understand. Yeah, yeah. They, like, yeah, they're out of their why, like, why like couldn't the, the Ausla follow them yeah. in the water? They yeah. swam it. I don't understand. The Ausla can't swim. Like Captain Holly can't swim. I don't. In my mind, I just went through like five different movies where there was like the guy on the side of the like yeah. river, like ah. yeah. Yeah. yeah, zombies yeah. afraid to drown. Yeah. Zombies afraid to drown. Yes, I'm talking about you, Game of Thrones. I think I think I think the cultural zeitgeist is is over it by now. I think the zeit the, the zeitgeist right now is that they're it, people are over zombies. I just it, God, it, I hope so. It's it, it, it's look at, uh, look at what's the, the one cl- that um, Brad put put out? Z World War Z. At least they were like fast. Like yeah. I'm so sick of like these like slow like yeah. like it's just, well, they're gonna, and they're gonna get you unless you go on some water. Unless then they're like, oh, I dipped my toe in that. And my zombie ass is not going in. What? But back to Please. back to the rabbits. <laughs> And that where they cross in the book, and in the, it's impossible not to compare the three. Yeah. Where they cross in the book and in the original film, there's a dog coming through the woods, and it's a matter of time before he picks up their yeah. scent. But yeah. they've been running all night from the Alzla sandal for more. And uh, there's a couple of them that, yeah, one of the others. Pipkin, on. Pipkin doesn't Pipkin, make yeah. it in the new series. He's but, so uh, who? But uh, and like this is when like Bigwig and Hazel uh, start to kind of establish themselves. And his thing. Right. And he's all, yeah. it's like what the uh, the huff. Uh, no. <laughs> no, they, uh, yeah. that's one thing like the book like they I, they don't have pads I didn't know that they don't right. have pads on their uh, on their, their paws, paws. Right. Yeah. Yeah. they don't have a pad like a dog has a pad they don't have fur. so it's just fur there's no it. padding on it why do they not have a pad Does the rabbit's move? foot it's just claws and fur right. it's just claws yeah. and fur it's so like about? they had a thing but like when he, they pulled it out and they're just like hey, just, I, I don't know just, ask just, Lord Frith man yeah. that's what I'm saying it's fucked up I want to go back to the god like god fuck them yeah. Well, he promised them, be cunning and full of tricks, and your people will never be destroyed. I know, but and they, still, they, they, they no, take no, that no, promise. Still, I understand seriously. that promise, but like, at the same time, I'm going to turn everything against you, but I got you. Right. Like, but, yeah. it's fuck, it's, but, but if you're looking at it from that point of view, think about it from another, from another point of view. I mean, they fuck. Rabbits fuck. And <laughs> they fuck a lot. They're known for fucking. If you look at other, like, if you watch like a One series. One of the reasons I'm a big fan. If you watch, you know? if you watch a series like, uh, like Planet Earth or something and you see a, a tiger and it has its territory of like 20 square kilometers or something, they're looking like, 
the ability for them to fuck is like they have to find another female tiger within like a certain territory and then fight another yeah. alpha male and maybe they get it, maybe right. they don't. Yeah. Other, and the uh, female has to be in season and all yeah, that stuff. Nah, man. Like, even though... Rabbits don't get down like that. Nah, they're just fucking. They're, yeah. Everything's they're, trying they're, to kill it's them. It's like Studio 54. They're yeah. DTF. They're DTF. They're they really fuck. are. They're down to fuck. Yeah. But, I mean, the, 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 the whole thing is that they, they get... They, they, like, set the precedent for the flotilla and Blackberry's intelligence and all that. They get everybody across before the dog picks up the scent and gets to the bank to kill mm. Fiverr and Pipkin. And so it sets up two things. It sets up the flotilla for later, which they abandoned in the BBC series yeah. for some reason, which oh. I thought was a weird choice. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, maybe they did it because they, they, they thought it was just like too intelligent seeming mm-hmm. for rabbits. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it also sets up the dog for later. And the, for me, the hardest part of a story to tell, if you're trying to make your own story, the hardest part to do well is the ending. It's easy to make a good beginning, but the really great stories all have great endings. And the ending of Watership Down is superb. And it's Hazel, his real defining moment. And, and, uh, and, and setting up the dog, I think, is important. Well, yeah, and uh, absolutely. And but Yeah. But Hazel. Um, but Hazel. But Hazel. For sure. For yeah. sure. I mean, he's numero uno, right? There's numero. the big three, yeah. and, but he's numero uno. I'd kind of say Blackberry's almost as important as the big yeah. three, but... Yeah, I don't think we've talked about Blackberry enough, but please... Yeah, oh, Blackberry's my boy. I love yeah. that guy. <laughs> he's kind of, a, kind of a curmudgeon in the, yeah. in, in the BBC series. They, yeah. they, made, they wanted everybody to kind of be arguing a lot more in the BBC series, which I guess the, the author and the that original is, film felt wow. like they already have wow. things well, an, up against them enough as it yeah. is, why yeah. do they need to all be there's fighting? Enough, there's enough uh, yeah. confrontation going on. It's an episode of uh, The Sopranos, just constant like arguments. Yeah, nobody um, can get along for a single one is, second. One of the things that, uh, going back to the look of the show, of the Netflix show, one of the things that they did well, particularly in the, in the new series, is the ability to take a group of fucking rabbits and give them all a distinctive look where you, anytime they I'm, return to a scene, you're kind of like, all right, I know him. I'm glad you I mentioned that. I know her. I know him. It's an interesting thing. But they all thing. look the same. It's an right. interesting thing because we were talking earlier about like uh, Sigurd name or Peter Rabbit, like with like jackets or whatever. Yeah. It is there's, wild. There's no clothes to they be worn here to distinguish them. They are just a bunch of rabbits. Yeah. And you're right, Brian. They did do a good job of that in like... I think they did in the original film to a point too. Right. Like, but like, it, I think more so not, in the original film. I, but they I look agree, a little more like, like domestic rabbits in the original yeah. film. That's but kind it, of but like that the, is amazing the problem with that. That they did that. Like, like you can feel who each person was because they all just look like brown, like yeah. rabbits. I, yeah. I, I think that's the greatest challenge. I'm glad you brought it up yeah. because for me, it's me a too. story begging to be on the screen, but at the same time. How do you make a bunch of wild rabbits, which they all look the same, yeah. right? Wild rabbits. They do. It's not like even domestic rabbits where they look different or other kind of animals where you can have different looks for them. How do you make them all look different? That's kind of somewhere where my dream casting comes in. They yeah. cast a lot of Whoa. the characters Thank as you young. Thank you for that back. Let's get, let's get sure, into the dream casting Sure thing. Right uh, <laughs> they, they kind of cast the, Eric, the characters more accurate to their ages like in real life, they cast like men in their thirties mm. to represent the characters, and in the mo- the original movie, they cast older actors, which I think made more sense just because the older actors, their voices are so distinct. John it's Hurt, easier, yeah. John Hurt as Hazel, yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's easier to tell who's who. So um, and whereas this one, it was kind of, I felt like not only do they look all similar, so it's kind of hard for the audience, but they they Alex, do make, give them subtleties. What is the dream casting? Uh, okay, well. <laughs> I really liked what John Boyega did, but um, 
I initially was thinking there's an actor from the show Last Kingdom. I think his name is Adrian Bauer. Okay. And oh, I was wow. thinking, like, well, this guy would be Love perfect it. for Big Week. Big but yeah. once I saw it, and I thought Boyega did great. So he like, did, so it, no it, fail Yeah, there. I actually think he did better than I thought when I was right. like, yeah, I, I ended up being like, well, he basically sounds like Adrian Bauer, so yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Ben Kingsley. Okay. Lo- love Ben Kingsley, but oh. I would have... Ben Kingsley, for me, is a campion. He's mm. not a general warrior. Mm. I feel like Ian mm. McKellen, it has to be somebody Ian. like booming and, a, and like powerful and oppressive. Thou shall not pass! Yeah. Thou shall not get my carriage. <laughs> yes. You know, and uh, uh, Captain Holly sounded like a youngster to me, not mm. somebody who's the rank of captain. I think mm. that should have been somebody like Mark Strong. Somebody more established and kind of deeper and older, awesome. you know. And uh, Cowslip, have you guys seen The Crown with Matt Smith? I've seen all of The Crown, yes. Um, how, how, how perfect yeah. could he be oh. to play Cowslip? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Well, After yeah. hearing that, yeah. I, uh, like I said, I yeah. love England. Yeah. Their voices just yep. tickle me, you yep. know. Um, all that shit they did in India is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the world. Uh, My Matt, father would be, would be shaking I'm his head if he heard me say, I love England. Uh, Matthew Good, he was in The Crown, too. You know, you know Matthew Good? He's, is he the tall one? Yeah, he's... he's, he's uh, the Prince, Prince Charles? Is he Prince Charles? Yeah, he, no, no, no. He plays... Um, he's like the uh, philandering husband to... Oh, the, like the... Matthew Good, he's a, he's his, a Watchman. He's enabler. He the, he's the main bad guy in Watchmen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, he's, yes. Like, he's, a, amazing. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's Ozzy Mandius. So he's Ozzy Mandius. Yeah. So yeah. Like, he, he's oh, my he, friend. Yeah. And so when we're hanging out, like, like his, <laughs> I get charmed. That's by your him. friend. Wow. No, I'm just this guy. Yeah. Like, but like we're hanging out. Like the, you're talking about the English accent. Like, yeah. Like and we're hanging out like late night, and I'm just like. I'm entranced. Like, right. He's just yeah. talking regular. We like, have so little music you know, to the way we speak. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Of course, you know. Exactly. We My all, father, being of old American yeah. English line, is just like, England never heard of them. They sound like a bunch of taxating, <laughs> under-representing sons yeah. of bitches. You know what I mean? Exactly. We, that sentiment still exists. <laughs> Nobody has any English pride in this country the way no, the rest of the cultures absolutely. do. Absolutely. Just the language. Just the, yeah. Right. We, we're a bunch of hicks. But if, he's, if you talk to him about Miss Marple, he just goes off. He loves it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. Any more casting? Um, well, the Black Rabbit of Inlay, that was interesting. Yeah. They, uh, Rosamund Pike, who I, maybe I'm just out of it, just, but I didn't even know she was English. So, um, and it's a very, is like, she? I, I don't know. Is she? She sounded English. I just watched her today. She's in that, I just saw a pretty solid movie, Beirut. Yeah. yeah, she's, in the, she's yeah, always she's like playing yeah, American. Yeah. So I, I did. So I just, she's English. Yeah, yeah, they fool us and all. I, they I fool thought, us all. Yeah, they're the, they really are the best. Hugh Jackman's Australian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, we own him. I don't care. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Is, <laughs> uh, but um, I mean, I What's thought she was good, but liar? it was a very nor- Oh, McNulty. But, 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 but I first or heard Idris Elba. Yeah. Or Idris Elba. Yeah, but, uh, yeah Idris Elba. He, like, he would have been a good Hazel, like, too. When I heard McNulty go the other way, I was like... That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah. You know? It was crazy. Yeah. Even the guy who plays the bunk is from... No, he's from New Orleans. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like... Uh, I feel like the Black Rabbit of Inlay, maybe this is just me being... Typical, but I feel like it should be a little bit more of a like supernatural voice, and they yeah. were. It was definitely a choice. Morgan they Freeman. wanted, they wanted the black. Well, <laughs> yeah, Does that, it be every supernatural. Can one? he do an English accent? I don't know, yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, the Black Rabbit of Inlay is is the Grim Reaper. He's the Grim Reaper, and, and, or she in, in the BBC. Although, yeah, I don't know why the Grim Reaper always has to be so 
Grim. Like, yeah, so Grim. Right. I mean, they she, definitely and, were not going with in, that. In, in the, definitely in the, uh, the BBC series, when she comes to him at the end, when she, she takes yeah. his life at the end, I mean, it's very much like, just come with me. They'll be fine. Right. Like, let, yeah. Just let's go for so a it's walk. It's like, I'd like to ask if you want to join my house, love. Which is, if the Black Rabbit of Inlay says that to you, you are baller. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Like, Hazel is that level, apparently. Um, I thought, look, I didn't mind it. I really didn't. Yeah. But if, if we were going to go for, like, a supernatural voice, like, the uh, Peter Serafinowicz, mm. I think, is mm. great. I worked yeah. with him years ago on a terrible yeah. show called Running Wild, and he's, yeah. he's such a cool guy, and it, but his, his voice is amazing. Yeah. Um, but if, yeah. and also, if you want to do a female, like, Lena Hetty mm. just mm. has that. Where's Up, our trailer? Above the rest of us. Where's our Game of Thrones trailer? Uh, the second episode of Welcome to the Party, Pal, where we, we are asking, where's our fucking trailer? <laughs> <laughs> we just want to... It's, it's, they're it's just next month. It is days. What are they waiting for? It is days away, and we've seen Arya. Just look. Just look up at a dragon. Yeah. Just look up at a dragon. That's it. Um, guys, anything else? I'm good. I think, I, like, I just... Like I said, I'm a noob. Um... Did everything this week. I, I'm kind of like processing the whole thing, and you guys have even given me more to chew on. But like the mythology, the language. I mean, what's the language they speak? Lapine. So he he like he describes in the foreword of this book, uh, which forewords are very important. I want to point out once again uh, how he came to it. He's like he's like most of it's just like whatever, what sounded good. But like he, there's other influences as well. But like. He created a language for this, and like he might have not done it purposely, but he was making social commentary. There was all these different characters we can all relate to. Like this is some shit. This yeah. is like th- th- this is some really good. I think it's very legit work. I really do, yeah. and it's not. It's something that hasn't lost any of its luster. Uh, if anything, like my respect for it has grown as grown. I've gotten older. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And which, because a lot of things you see, you, you revisit as, when you're older and you're like, uh, it's not as good as when I was young. But this one, it's like, wow, this is even better than I was. Absolutely. You know? No, and it, it was weird coming to it just like now when like in, I can say I'm in all of it. Right. I'm completely in all of it. I, I would always, I would suggest to people read the book. Yeah. Uh, if book they're watching, <laughs> I would say the original film. The book, uh, the, the, the book new is series. beautiful. It is so well written. Right. Like it, it, like it, like like if you look at the now you guys have me saying it the BBC series, uh, it's so like there's a huge momentum, <coughs> like there is towards the second half of the book, but like it is poetry the entire time. Yeah. And like it's um, I'm a big fan of like when they when you have terse chapters, meaning like you you do like four pages, and then they like. Go to a new chapter. Right, sure. The way like, he talks about moonlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's incredible. It's fucking beautiful. And I, I, I will say this also. I think one of the things we forgot to mention about Hazel is his sense of diplomacy. Mm. Without his sense of diplomacy, they never would have succeeded. It's only him who thinks, like, we should befriend other species. Yeah. And without that, they never would have helped out Kihar yep. and saved his life. And Kihar then in, saves their lives and, get, and helps them. Uh, so sense of diplomacy, he says, like, let's all try to be reasonable with each other yeah. as well, outside Hazel's of our like, own fuck tribe. the wall. Hazel's like, fuck the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hazel, Hazel, yeah. Fuck the wall. Hazel be like, let's be reasonable about <laughs> this. Reasonable. Putting, putting children in cages, come yeah. on now. <laughs> That's not reasonable. It's not. Hazel doesn't believe in imaginary lines that divide us. Yeah. 
Uh, any last words on Watership Down? Right. Uh, no, but uh, thank you, Alex, for coming on. Yeah, seriously, um, thank so, you. Come back. And yeah, anyone, anyone that's been listening, um, this was the first one that we're doing, but uh, we're going to be doing more of these. So listener requests, anything that you want us to talk about, anything that we, we will bring. You can tell us what to talk about and then come talk about it with yeah. us. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it, it, it has been really fun for me That's to be good. here, listeners. It's actually been uh, it's been a blast, and I, I I was really excited to come, if for no other reason, your Die Hard episode is <laughs> outstanding, and I do have an opinion right. about I was holiday say, films. Before we go, what do you think about? Uh, uh, well, part of it is the test of time, right? Like okay. before we can as- decide that a movie like Trading Places is a, also qualifies as a holiday I picture, agree. which it, I think it, it does. Do you, like, it but has like, to still be it, a like good movie, movie intent, like the intent of the filmmaker. I don't think fucking matters. It's what the uh, culture, right. yeah. like what, what yeah. like the world decides you to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, right. It's kind of um, outside of what, whether or not they intended for Trading Places to be a classic holiday movie yeah. or if they intended for Die Hard to be a classic holiday movie. Can we do a, sorry to interrupt you because you're killing right now, can we do a Trading Places episode with you? Because you oh, see I'm yes. seeing Yes, right we now. absolutely can. <laughs> right, Such, and it's back. so relevant like it's now, so, you know, so and I think, relevant. and if you ask anybody in my family, that's a holiday movie. Absolutely. I think Die Hard is yeah. a holiday movie. Yeah. And it's not that, exclusively that, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not exclusively a holiday movie, but it does count. It does. And yeah. dude, every we have Christmas every year, the holidays every year. We only have so many movies to choose from because most holiday movies suck. Yeah. So it's perfectly natural to want to expand the quiver a little bit, the yeah. arsenal. Yeah. And you have to have a guideline, and they shouldn't be too strict, or else what are we doing? We're making the holidays unfun. Yep. Not a good idea. That's what I that, like. Why like why put this box on it? Like that's what again. I'm gonna come. It's at very you Scroogey. Like why? It's very Scroogey. Like yeah. why do you define things? Will's a Scrooge. Yeah. Will Will Will, 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 will is a Scrooge. Will, Hazel would put his paw on Will and say, don't be a Grinch, there's a good chap. You know? Right there, we will end it. Alex, thank you so much. Really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for having me, guys. Brian, as yeah, always. Yeah. And everyone out there listening, uh, thank you for uh, being a part of the party. Osiris. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.
Right.